Hello, and welcome to Carol's Coffee House, a place where Catholic singles in their 20s and 30s can grow in community and deepen their spiritual life. I'm Sarah. I'm Maura. Pull up a chair and let's get chatting. Welcome back, everyone. How are you doing, Sarah? Oh, man. It's um, living a wild life here these days. I, um, <laughs> that's a joke. I've been home for a week. I was, I've had a double exposure to covid and so I've been quarantining. My my entire nanny family has it. They texted me last weekend to say that they all tested positive. And so they were like, obviously, you do not have to come over, but you should probably get yourself tested. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I waited the next day, Monday, to go get tested and went to my doctor who tested me and with the last time of exposure, he was like, you probably should have waited till tomorrow, but it, this is fine. I mean, it's fine. And so he tested me Monday. My test was negative. So I was like, great. And then Tuesday morning, I get a call from him and he tells me that he tested positive for COVID that morning. <laughs> so he told me like, and he did tell me, he was like, just to let you know, like full disclosure, I test myself twice a week for COVID and I tested myself the morning of the day that I saw you and it was negative and then developed mm-hmm. symptoms overnight and tested again in the morning and then it came back positive. So it's like, great. Hey. I've been, yeah. So I've just been laying low for the last week. I haven't been into work. I've just been kind of hanging out yeah i'm dying a little bit inside but it's fine yeah Yeah, my my nanny family the two older girls are fine the three-year-old and then the mom have it the worst so they're feeling it the most i guess but they're fine Mm -hmm. they're all i mean they said their their symptoms are pretty mild so it's not right right Um, oh what are you drinking tonight we're yeah we're (laughs) recording at night today (laughs) We are recording. I am tonight. drinking decaf tea. Decaf tea. What kind of tea? Uh, green tea, because jo- barista Joe, the only decaf he had was green. Got it. And I was like, I'm not having chamomile tea. I need to drive home. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff makes me so sleepy. Mm-hmm. Once I'm he he had it at my house on New Year's Eve, and then he had a rough time driving home. Like he did not have any alcohol. Oh, wow. And he was just very tired. Okay. <laughs> like, we both had chamomile tea, and I was tired, and he was tired. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so then um, one time we were at his parents' house, and they were like, more, would you like some tea? I'm like, sure. Oh. And what would you like? I'll have chamomile. I don't have to drive. <clears throat> I'm like, Joe, you should not have chamomile right now, because you do <laughs> need to drive. <laughs> you uh-huh. need to drive to my house, and then you have to drive to your house. You should not have chamomile tea. <laughs> that's funny somebody asked me i posted an ask me anything tweet because yesterday because i was bored and someone asked i asked you i asked you a question on that you did but jake on my twitter asked me how much coffee have i been through and i said well instead of like having like my normal three cups of coffee i've been having three shots of espresso every day so technically yes but at the same time, more. <laughs> very, very well caffeinated in case anyone was worried about that. 
but uh but no but tonight since we are recording this in the evening and since I'm home by myself on a Saturday night. I am drinking a Cabernet. <laughs> Got a nice glass of wine with me tonight. So actually, right before we like log both logged on, Joe and I, we have been watching the Great British ba- British Bake Off, and then I was Ooh. like, oh, "It's six thirty. We have to make dinner now." <laughs> and so we um we had we I had like just finished dinner, and then um so I have my tea and I have my water. And then apparently there's some leftover pasta, the um the Banza chickpea pasta. Oh, and Joe got me flowers because I don't know where they are, but they're very beautiful. But but yeah, we had a little um frustrations with each other last night, and oh. then he uh, got over himself, and then he went and bought me flowers and ice cream and chocolates, and my That's- and he asked me my preferred noodle shape. Mm-hmm. Look at Barista Joe taking good care of you. <laughs> oh yeah, he like refilled all, like restocked all his snacks and made sure that there were snacks that I ate too. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is relationship mm-hmm. goals right here, man. <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we were relationship goals. <laughs> <laughs> what a good man. I, mean, I think I think that we do a pretty good job. There's just different like I mean, every couple has frustrations and things that you're just like ah. And then you're like, okay, actually, now that I've thought about it, all right. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, I haven't. It's been a few weeks since we've seen each other. It's been, yeah, it's been a few weeks, um, which I mean, that's kind of what we had decided to do. Pull back a little bit on how often we're recording, which has been really good. It has been really beneficial for me as far as that goes. But also, (laughs) at the same time this week, I was also like, I literally have nothing to do. <laughs> also, it gave me time to finish reading a book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, well, thankfully, I went to the library last week before all this went down. So I got a couple books, um, which has been good. And then what else have I done? I've been cooking. I've been cooking a lot. I've you been have cooking. been cooking. Yes, I've been cooking so much because I am so bored and I'm passionate about food, except the only thing that's I've noticed that I don't know if I have COVID yet. I don't know, but food, I my appetite's been off all week and food hasn't necessarily been sitting well with me. I've made all this delicious food, but I don't really want to eat it. So it's great. It's good food. Um, That's like me when I bake. I'm like, I would like to have one cookie. And I want you to just give away the other three dozen cookies. You know, sometimes I do this. I will mix a cookie batter. And then I will put them. Sometimes I roll them. <gasps> oh, you guys, listen to this. Sarah is so smart. I've heard about this before, but please tell us. When you, like, sometimes you just want one cookie. I don't like, you know, like it's, it's great to bake a batch of cookies, but then if you're a single person, what are you mm-hmm. going to do with that? Give them away. Sure. But also <laughs> sometimes you just want one cookie, one freshly baked cookie. So what do you do? You mix a batter, you make cookie balls, you put them in the freezer. When you want your one cookie, you pull it out, you put it in yeah. the oven, and then you have one freshly baked cookie. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah's so smart. It's fantastic. It's so good. 
<laughs> I like that you can get in the in the refrigerated section. Nestle Toll House cookie dough that you they come Full in like square. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are good. Except they're just their cookies. I make really good chocolate chip cookies, <laughs> so I like mine better. And Sarah post Sarah, you should post the recipe in this episode description. Oh, I have to like you a whole lot to share my chocolate chip cookie recipe can you share it with me and joe i would do that yeah i would do that i would share i would share my cookie recipe with you Thank i think you. we reached that status in our friendship <laughs> <laughs> oh, so i like to before you put it in the oven just take a little bit of sea salt and sprinkle it on top and then they're mm. a little bit salty oh my gosh so good Oh, that sounds so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I, I do, I like sweet and salty things, but I don't like sweet and savory. Like, I don't like sweet meatballs. Like, I don't like sweet and, sa- I don't like sweet sauces with them. I like a savory sauce with my meatballs. Got it. Yeah, same, same here. There, there are a few things that I really like sweet and salty. Do you you do like to eat a cinnamon roll with your chili. I do. That's But I feel like they're just compliments. They're just good compliments. It's not like saying like, okay, here's a cinnamon roll in your chili. It's just your dessert with right. your chili. Right. It's not a, uh, some people were very <laughs> concerned about that when I posted about having cinnamon <laughs> rolls and chili. Someone was very, they were like, what are you doing with that? And I was like, no, no, it's not. It's not like I am dipping my cinnamon roll in the chili and then eating it. That's barbaric. Okay. <laughs> But um, it's just, it's a pairing. It's not like right. you're eating it like a peanut yeah, butter it, and jelly or a dip. It's a pairing like hamburger and french fries. They just go <laughs> alongside each other. <laughs> or a hamburger and a frosty. Or fries and a frosty. Wendy's has a uh, bourbon bacon burger. Like a barbecue Barbecue bourbon bacon burger. That's a lot of alliteration. <laughs> but um it is so tasty. It is so good. My one of the gifts that I got for my nanny family was just like a little box of like fun little things. But one of them has a keychain and it's a code for a free frosty with any purchase for a year. So what? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So I could I have fries and frosties every day for a year if I wanted. Joe is nodding behind the laptop. So, <laughs> Joe, Sarah was gifted a little like um, card thing or a coupon for free frosties for a year with any purchase. Jealous. <laughs> Joe is so jealous. It's like I it's a very nice gift. Like it's a, that's a like very, very nice gift. Once a month. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe was just like <gasps> Of course. Oh my god. Mora, Mora, that's a gift idea for you then. You can get in oh. one of those things. <laughs> 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 Nobody tell him. Nobody tell him. Joe, don't listen. Stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Get here. I know. Get here. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. That's so funny. That is funny. Really, really funny. 
Well, so should we get into our espresso? I was just, I was just gonna say. All right, our espresso shot today comes from the patron of the very podcast that you are listening to right now, Saint Pope John Paul the Great. <laughs> Other people call him Pope John Paul II, and he says, "Prayer can truly change your life, for it turns your attention away from yourself." and directs your mind and your heart towards the Lord. If we look only at ourselves with our own limitations and sins, we quickly give way to sadness and discouragement. But if we keep our eyes fixed on the Lord, and our hearts are filled with hope, our minds are washed in the light of truth, and we come to know the fullness of the gospel with all its promise and life. I think that's a really beautiful reflection. I don't know. It's so easy to get caught up in, I don't know, maybe someone else feels like this, but you you find yourself praying and you're doing all the talking about yourself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's easy. I like that part in the middle. If we look only at ourselves with our own limitations and sins, we quickly give way to sadness and discouragement because Mm -hmm. we're human. We make mistakes. We mess up all the time. Um, I think it's super easy for us to get caught up within our own sin and we get in our minds. I feel also that Satan uses that against us. If we are just looking at ourselves, if we can turn that around and just fix our eyes upon the Lord who is good and is truth and is life. it, It says, you know, I like how it says here. Our minds are washed in the light of truth and we come to know the fullness of the gospel with all its promise of life. And it's more hopeful that way. We have something to work towards. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, It reminds me a little bit of um, yesterday's gospel reading, which would have been on uh, the 28th of January. Okay. Jesus was talking about the mustard seed and then he talked in parables to the people but to those to his close disciples he actually explained it more he explained it privately and i told joe i was like this means that for us to understand things better we actually have to become so close to jesus that we are his disciples that we can get that Mm -hmm. like those like good explanations of what's going on so Mm -hmm. it's like the closer we get the happier we are because we understand like we probably understand things better and it's like okay we also are living in the light and we aren't focused on ourselves and it's just a happier time um obviously sometimes if there's something else going on like you are just depressed or low vitamin deficiencies then you will be running into the sadness regardless just because that's how the chemicals are working and all that stuff but there is that like those gifts of the Holy Spirit that come with really focusing on God and not focusing on your flaws. I mean, you obviously want to like work on your flaws and improve them, but you do that with God and not by dwelling mm-hmm. in them. Yeah. Because it is so, it is so easy to get caught up in the negativity of your own, your mm-hmm. own self, you know? That's a thought I had recently. I can't remember what prompted me to think about this, but why is it that, I don't know, maybe other people are like this too, but t- 
to so easily see my flaws and my failures and places where I'm very weak. That comes to mind more quickly than my strengths do. Okay. We all have strengths. That's a fact. We are all strong in places. We all have good qualities. But why is it that the negative ones are kind of the first ones that we see when we reflect upon ourselves sometimes? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, mm -hmm. I do. (laughs) Right. It's so easy to focus on that, the bad than the good. Like, for example, (laughs) there was one time I was lamenting to a friend. I was not feeling very good about myself. And so I was just saying all the things that I was frustrated with about myself and things that I didn't like. And my friend was just like, if you were sitting here talking about somebody else, I would get mad at you for tearing them down. Yeah. So why are you talking about yourself like this? Stop being mean to my friend. (laughs) Yes. Stop it, Sarah. I know. (laughs) It's a learning process. Because I know, like, I run into people all the time and they're like, I'm like, stop being mean to my friend. I don't like it. And they're like, okay. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But focusing on the Lord, focusing on Christ, we are made in his image and likeness. We have like this good, this truth, this beauty that the Lord possesses that he has. We have that in us because we are made in his image and likeness. That's within us. I don't know. It's a good, it's a good reminder to sometimes when I stop in and pray, right. it's really, really easy when you're praying for me anyway, to just unload and do all the talking and not listen. Right. It is. Good it's also to- good to like prayers of Thanksgiving. Like, Hey, here's what's going on. Like, here's yes. how my life has been. Thank <laughs> you for these things. Or yeah. sometimes I, like Joe and I, we both pray for better understanding of things. We're like, Oh my gosh, there's some gospel readings that were like, we need to go talk to a priest about this because what the heck does this reading mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like this quote. Yeah. It's a good check. Yeah, it's excellent. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just thinking oh. maybe I'll put it up in Joe's house somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good quote. It is a good quote. It's from, it just says, from his address to the young people of New Orleans. And it was back in. 1987. Wow, I didn't even know he went there. Yeah. And I read a book about him. <laughs> to the people, it just looked, it wasn't a World Youth Day. It looks like it was just an address. Yeah. Okay. He was just, okay. he was just in the neighborhood, decided to check in after he <laughs> dropped that wisdom. So, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> He's just out there being awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, Moving to our topic of the day, which is super exciting. I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm excited too. We teased it last time, but uh, it's going to be all about books. It's about books. And I just finished The Hobbit today, but I don't think I'm talking about it today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we just wanted to kind of talk about something. I know books is books are something that, so I've always had a passion for reading and I think you do too. And I think a lot of people do. And I'm constantly on the lookout for new things to read and new discoveries. So we both have, you know, a couple books that we can talk about. I have a few that I've read in the last year that I'd like to share and just, just talk about the books that we love and maybe we can inspire people to read something new or to try something different. And also 
listeners, if you have any recommendations for us, send please. them in. We want yes. to read them. We really, unless it's a weird book. Like I don't want to read about slime. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Especially like I am also looking to expand my Catholic section of my book collection. So really, if anybody has any recommendations, I would love to hear them. I know Maura probably would too. So feel free to share them with us. It's yeah. Just yeah. Something that you love. So, all right. <laughs> well, let's see. So, so I am in a book club. I'm in two book clubs. Uh, one is a Catholic book club with some Twitter people. And my other book club is with my two in real life friends. We did not read this one for book club, but my friend in this book club read it and she reviewed it. And her review was so convincing that I had to read it for myself because I knew that this sounded like something that I would want to read. And I loved it. It's one of my favorite books that I've read this year. And it's called The Bookish Life of Nina Hill. And it's a lighthearted book. It has like a, it has like serious elements, but it's such a lighthearted, funny book. The, the author is so witty. I chuckled through this whole book. It's so funny the way it's written. It's just like, it's like a feel good book, but it's what it is. It's about a single woman who was raised by a very pretty, pretty absent single mom, but she works in a bookshop. She loves literature and she loves trivia nights, but she, she suffers from like severe anxiety and she does not like very many social situations. She's very much introverted. She likes her routine, but she discovers one day that her father, who she's never met, had been recently deceased. And after he passed away, a lawyer reached out and said that he had left her in his will. And that's when she meets her entire family that she never knew she had. So her father was married a few times. And so she has a lot of half siblings and there's like a whole group of people. She's grown up with basically no sense of family because her mom, you know, did what she could and then just kind of like went off. She doesn't have really any sense of family. And now she has this entire family dumped into her lap and they, they all want to meet this girl that they've never met. And, and so it's just like, it's her navigating that. And also she starts up a relationship with one of the people on her enemy trivia team. So, so there's that in the mix too. Star-crossed lovers. Am I right? (laughs) Yeah, it was really, it was a really good read. It's just, it's funny. It's lighthearted. If you love reading, you're going to love this book. The, the writing style, I really appreciated. It was witty mm-hmm. humor. It was a really interesting storyline. And what I also liked about it is the character, the main character, Nina Hill, is someone who struggles with anxiety, like severe anxiety. She has an anxiety attack at some point in the story. And what I really like is it, I think they, the author does a really good job addressing the struggles of anxiety and what it feels like. And how this person, this woman operates with it, how she functions. And it just really brings to light that in 
a very realistic way. So I really appreciated that. The only thing that I would say, if you want to read it, and I think you should, if you're someone who likes that kind of thing, I guess, but the only (laughs) thing that I would, if you are somebody who's maybe easily triggered by sexual content and intimacy, there are a couple pages that maybe you should skip skip forward and don't read them if you're easily triggered by something like that it's not a lot that's the only thing that I would say proceed with caution with other than that it's a fantastic read oh that sounds so good it's a really good book I really enjoyed it every time every time someone posts like what are your book recommendations give me your book recommendations I have always recommended this it's so good that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite books I've ever read is Witness to Hope, <clears throat> the biography of John Paul II. Yeah. Okay. So I read it to my grandmother over the course of like 11 months, I think. And it's it's the biography of his life. He picked the person to write it. So he gave him all this information. So this wow. guy is writing everything that John Paul is telling him it's, um, about his life. George Weigel, right? yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and it's it's a long one it's a long book it is hefty it's a brick it's a big it's bigger than a brick (laughs) um not as healthy as a brick but it's bigger than a brick and it's it's really good and it has uh an index or like a polish translator thing where it can tell you how to pronounce the polish words and since I read it out loud to my grandmother, I I learned Polish. I learned how to pronounce Slavic words. Okay. I don't know Polish. I don't know Polish. I know that Vujak is uncle. <laughs> and I when I look at Polish names, I do know how to like I have a good idea of how to pronounce them. Nice. But it's it's his life story up until the um almost his death. But you just kind of see just like everything that goes on, like the death of his, I think he had like a sister, like a baby sister that died. Like there was like a baby that died, his mom died, his brother died, and then eventually his dad dies. But like just like seeing like all the jobs that he had and like the friendships that, because he was an actor, he wrote screenplays. Well, not screenplays, but like stage plays. And um, he worked so hard and then his country was just kept getting overcome by different things. So he lived, if you want a companion book for this, actually the memoir of Benedict the Sixteenth, because it took place around the same time and there was a lot of intersecting things, but they don't yeah. run into each other in it. But you, it's like things are happening at the same time. Okay. Like the Nazi occupation, all those things. And then him rising in his career too. But John Paul II was very funny. He was so funny and um the nuns from poland and like different friends that he had in poland that were really close with him when they were electing a new pope they everyone's like praying for their bishop their cardinal to go Mm -hmm. like get elected and the entirety of poland is praying that he's not elected (laughs) because they loved him so much like don't take him from us because he was just such he was so good he was so good and it's amazing and he was an outdoorsman like he had um short of Isco, which was a young adult group it was for like college students so that's actually where we kind of like that's what why we named ourselves after him because he cared about the young people and it's a good alliteration carol's coffee <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i really do recommend this book so highly because you 
there are just like moments in there where you're just like crying because you're just like oh my gosh and then there's other moments where like these like great joys in his life and you're like yay and then you're just like laughing and you're having such a great time with him <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I since i've read that book i will not stop recommending witness to hope i tell people like this is my like my annual reminder to read witness to hope <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing the parts that I've read are really, really great. So mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah 10 out Yeah. Um, yeah. of 10 <laughs> and I think just like some other books like that I'm not going to go into because I feel like a lot of people have read them but some books I've really enjoyed are the entire Harry Potter series Anne of Green Gables Pride and Prejudice I thought that I, I finished The Hobbit and that was fine but I'm really looking forward to getting into the Lord of the Rings series but I'm going to read something else before I get to that Mm-hmm. One of my favorite classic books is Jane Eyre. I really like Jane Eyre. It's a very entertaining story. There was one time I was on, when I was a youth minister, I was on a trip, probably a Steubenville conference, with a busload of kids. And I was reading my book on the bus, because that's what I do on the bus. Then one of my students <laughs> came up to me and said, what are you reading? And I started explaining about Jane Eyre. And I started in the storyline. I was like, okay, so there's this girl and she grows up an orphan. She lives in a terrible home environment with her mean aunt who doesn't love her and her cousins beat up on her all the time. And then she gets sent away to go live at a girl's school. She has one friend there who gets sick and dies and it's not a very good school, but then it, she grows up there. It gets a little bit better. She becomes a teacher and then she gets a job as a personal like governess basically or tutor by a very rich man. And so she goes to live in his house and she's basically like the live-in tutor slash nanny for this young girl. She meets this mysterious man. They have, he's like, she's like the one person that like entertains him and, and everything. And he invites his rich friends to come out and visit. And there's this one girl who's like, oh, this is my man, but Jane knows what's up. She's like, no, no, you don't know. I'm like, I do. But like weird things keep happening in the house. At one point, the guy's room, Mr. Rochester's room catches on fire and she's the one who finds out. And there's like weird things that happen. Nobody quite knows what's going on. But anyway, Jane and Mr. Rochester fall in love and they're going to get married. And on the day of the marriage, this guy bursts in and is like, I object to this marriage because he is still married. And I got to that point in the story. And then the bus driver was like, hey, we're almost to our destination. Everybody sit down and let's get ready to get off the bus. And I have a crowd of kids, like high school students around me at this point in the middle of my telling this story. <laughs> Gets the part in the wedding. He's still married. The kids were so upset. <laughs> they were like, no, she needs to finish telling us what happened. That's so funny. Hmm. It's a very exciting story. <laughs> um, something that I read that's really excellent. It's by Andrew Claven. When Christmas comes, Joe got me it for Christmas, and then I handed it over to my mom, and she read it real quick. And um, Joe's sister-in-law wants to read it next year, but it's really, really good. It's the most recent publishing. And so it's a mystery. And the synopsis is that this guy from the military was fell in love with this girl that was a librarian that was new to town and was a librarian, and he murders her. 
And oh. so you're kind of like going through, okay, what did this really happen? Why did this happen? What's going on? Mm-hmm. I can't say anything more than that, really. But there's a lot of twists and turns. It's a really good mystery. Oh. I highly recommend it. It's really, it, the writing is really good. Like Ooh. great descriptive writing. Okay, see that that right there, like the writing, I think writing style matters more to me than the actual storyline. If it's mm-hmm. a good story, but it's poorly told, that annoys yeah. that annoys me so much. It's really hard to find an author that I really enjoy their writing style. Yeah. I think I'd rather read a book that has at least like good writing rather than- It has a lot of good reviews. Mm-hmm. Even Clive Cussler wrote a review that it's a masterpiece. Ooh. So this is probably- Yeah, I think he said that. One of the reviews was that it's a masterpiece. Clive Cussler definitely wrote a really good- like it was like a one sentence review of it that was like spoke very highly of the writing okay but i read the um the prologue to joe and then he, we got to the end of that he's like i want you to enjoy this by yourself and i want to read it after because i don't want you spoiling anything this is a, this sounds like a good book and i want to read it myself once you're done don't spoil it <laughs> that's awesome yes he's like this is really really good this is good writing <laughs> Oh, that's so good. I love like murder mystery stories with a little bit of romance. That is my sweet spot. I love books like that. Oh, you're going to love, you're going to love when Christmas comes. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah. You were telling me about this and I was like, oh my God, I got to put this on my list. <laughs> Getting there. There was a mystery. It was kind of a mystery sort of, or it's just like, it keeps you guessing, but we did read this one for my book club. It's called the girl you left behind and it's set in two time periods but they are linked by one painting it's kind of a mystery it's also just really good so it first starts out in the 1900s with this girl named sophie and she and her family her sister brother and just extended family they live in a town in france which is occupied by the germans in the 1900s and uh, her family has a bed and breakfast or a hotel or a restaurant or whatever cafe. And these people, the French people, Sophie's family are essentially starving. They don't get to eat good food, but they have to cook. They are forced to cook for the German soldiers there. And, Mm -hmm. but she catches the eye of the commander and the commander notices a portrait of this woman, Sophie, which was painted by her husband who is fighting in the war. She doesn't know if he's dead or alive, but he painted that portrait of her back when times were good. But her husband has been away. He's been fighting for a while. She hasn't really been in contact with him, but she uses her relationship with the commander who has taken fancy to her to try and convince him to reunite her with her husband. He has the power to do that. Um, So it's kind of how she establishes the relationship with him. And the other... The second element to the story, and it goes like back and forth between the two, is present day, present day-ish, I guess. Mm -hmm. And this woman owns that portrait now, today. Okay. And it was given to her by her her late husband on their honeymoon. When when she married him, they were on their honeymoon. He bought the painting, the same painting for her on their honeymoon, but he has passed away. And she remembers like that painting. She doesn't really have a connection to it other than like her husband bought it for them on their honeymoon and she loves it. 
-hmm. And it is discovered that the painting is actually very valuable by a very good artist. And the descendants of Sophie's family, like her, her aunt, her, her sisters, her, her cousins or whatever, the present day family, the descendants of Sophie have been looking for it and they want it back. And they claim that it was wrongfully given away, but she was like, no, my husband bought it. So it's mine. And so there's this guy who gets involved who he helps people get back valued family heirlooms from things that have been lost in wars. Um, He helps valuable family heirlooms get back to the people that it belongs to. And so it's a very compelling story about, because you don't know what actually happened with the painting. There's kind of a paper trail, but kind of not. And it's like, so there's a little bit of mystery in there, but it's a really, it's a really good story. I, that book that we read this year for book club, that was one that I really liked and I breezed through it because it was a good story. It was, a, it kept you, it keeps you guessing. And I really liked that too. So. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. gosh. I, I want to read it. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a really good book. I, I really enjoyed it. Wow. I like that one. Um, a book that I'm currently reading with Joe is uh, Love and Responsibility, and I highly recommend it. Ooh. It is, it's, it's difficult. It is written by John Paul II and is essentially a thesis. So the first chapter is re- it's dry, mm. but the content is so good and okay. it's very wordy, but we're getting so much out of it. And it's really about love and respect and, like, the holiness of sex and treating the other person as this human that you can, like, procreate with and how holy and sacred that ability is in the confines of marriage and all that. And just respecting chastity and not using the other as an object. That There's different definitions of the word object and to use. So those are defined, but... He and I are over halfway through the book. We're not done with it yet, but I do, do want to highly recommend it. It's it's a good thing to read before you're in a relationship, during a relationship. So, yeah. Uh, awesome. It's it's really it's really good, and I'm pretty sure that um, Polish seminarians, when the book came out, they said that they thought that they would read it in purgatory. Okay. Okay. <laughs> because it was just like a really <laughs> difficult read, but yeah. it's really fruitful. That's awesome. I like books like that, or when you have to sit and chew on them a little bit. He has, yeah, has a lot of words, and there's words in there. He's like, I don't know what this means. He's like, that's a weird usage. Or he's like, that's a weird usage of this. Word. He's like, I've never come across this word before. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Along with that, there's one book that I read. My my Catholic Twitter book club. The very mm-hmm. first book that we read was called The Light of Christ, An Introduction okay. to Catholicism, and it's by Thomas Joseph White. And it's the very first book that we read in that Catholic book club. And it is really good. It, it, covers, like, it covers Catholicism. And it's very clear and logical thought process for the church and the church and church teachings. Like it's very, very logical. And 
easy to follow, but it is also very dense and very deep. At least for me, I found it that way. It's very good. It's very practical. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I love that he has such a poetical way of writing sometimes. There, there are sections of that book where I read it and I was like, that's, that's beautiful. That is so amazing. Like he, he, the author does a really good job of being very clear and logical and deep, but also very like, just like poetic. It's beautiful, his description. And you can tell like he has this passion for both the intellectual side of the church and also the beauty of it. It's very, so cool. It's very good. Um, I would say I wouldn't hand this to just anybody who's maybe thinking about being Catholic. <laughs> like, yeah. if you, like, I wouldn't, I think it might be helpful for some, like if somebody had maybe experience with philosophy and a little bit of theology would help when you read this book. I haven't, and I got through it. Not somebody who has zero experience with philosophy and or Christianity. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Or someone yes. that's done a lot of researching and they're like on their way in and they're just like, yes, they're reading them like in really Caritas, maybe. Yes. Yep. Huh. I think that if anybody wants to recommend a good cookbook to us, please do so. I think that would be really cool. Ooh, a cookbook? Yeah. I mean, that's not for reading, but it is like, hey, here's some really <laughs> nice recipes for us to try. <laughs> you know what's really funny? My mic stand is a stack of books, and they are both Julia Child cookbooks. Ah, oh, that's so Because they're hefty. If you want a good cookbook, Julia Child, her books are, like, they are recipe. She writes about food and cooking, and she gives reasons why you do things a certain way, and I have found that to be very helpful. I use her methods on a lot of ways that I cook and it has been really beneficial. So, so I can, I have not, I don't own this cookbook, but Claire Sappets, who used to work for Bon Appetit on YouTube, she has her own YouTube channel now for her cookbook dessert person. And it's not just desserts. She says that dessert person is more of a personality and a soul kind of thing. So there are like savories and there's sweets. And like, so there's, she has YouTube videos each week on Thursday mornings for her cooking one of the recipes. Okay. And so they look really good. So if anybody wants to go get a, like a sweets or like a flatbread pizza recipe or like, there are very complicated recipes, but those also very easy ones. Go get dessert person. I have not actually used it yet, but I've watched her use it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, gosh, as I <laughs> I have to admit, I'm a cookbook junkie. Uh, <laughs> I, have so I am not. <laughs> I have so many of them. Julia Child is good. I, I've said this one before on the podcast before, but salt, fat, acid, heat. <gasps> It's such a good book. It is a, it is more, it does have a recipe section, but it is more a, a book about cooking and how to cook well, not just recipes. I have heard very good things about that cookbook. It it's is so, so highly recommended by so many chefs and even yep. home chefs. They're like this book, read this book. And like yep. YouTube chefs, they're like, check out this book. This is like, this teaches you a lot. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That one is very good. Yeah. 
So any other books you want to mention before we move on to Grounds to Cover? That's really all I have. Like like we said, you have any book recommendations of things that we should read? And yeah, nothing like- dirty. Don't send us like Fifty Shades of Grey. I don't wanna. I don't want that as a recommendation. Like, don't <laughs> send us anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I have a question for you. What's a book you've you've kind of mentioned this before? But what's a book on your to be read list? Oh, um, I want to read one of the Clive Costler mysteries. But after that, I'm gonna read. Lord of the Rings. Okay. Oh, or... and that one book that you mentioned before. The one that with that. The portrait? Yes. The girl you left I behind? Read that. That's yes. made it on the list. I want to read that. <laughs> What's on yours? Let's see. There's one that a couple people talk about all the time on Twitter. It's a classic called The Picture of Dorian Gray. Oh. And that one has really struck my interest just because a lot of people are like you need to read that it's so good so that's on my to read list uh the christmas one that you mentioned that's on my list now it's been and you told me about that even before this recording on a different one i think and i i remember thinking i need to read that and then uh, i've never actually read lord of the rings i've read the either i've read read the (laughs) hobbit and that was good but lord of the rings is a different beast (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah I I tried reading it like right out of high school and I don't think I was ready I think I could be ready now though so I think because I, went- I, re- I first tried the hobbit in high school and I don't think I was mature enough and then Joe told me no you're mature enough Bilbo just isn't <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> that's funny that's gonna stay in well um yeah yeah i think i want to give lord of the rings the books i love the movies so much Um, me too i'd really like to give the books another try yeah i i've never gave them a try because i was always told to start with the hobbit so i'm excited to um get to that this year I'm going to read something else before Joe told me, he's like, read something else before that. Read something else that has nothing to do with Tolkien before you read that. So Joe is a really big Tolkien fan. So he's very, he's been very excited when I told him that I was going to, I was reading The Hobbit and then I was going to go read Lord of the Rings because he knows Middle Earth very well. (laughs) He's a super fan. So he's very, very excited to be able to talk to me about that area of his life that he knows about. That's awesome. Uh, so um, what, what would you recommend for people for in Grounds to Cover? Ooh, um, so for Grounds to Cover, probably goes without saying, read a book. Yeah. I, I just want to say for Grounds to Cover, send us your book, Rex. Yeah. I think sharing book recommendations, especially if it's something that you love, I, I say put it out there because that's that's how I probably build 90% of my to-be-read list is mm-hmm. from other people raving about the things that they read about. So 
read a book on your list, but also like recommend a book to somebody, whether you put it on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, like put your book recs out there. Let people know what you like to read and maybe they'll like it too. Just in this conversation, more and I have exchanged titles that we both yes. want to read now. So yeah, I would say something that I've been trying to do, especially since I've been quarantined is instead of ending the day with you say screen time, I've been really trying to end the day with reading an actual book, not on a screen, not a, not an e-reader or something, but just right. like an actual physical right. book, wind down with it. Just trying to wind down with a book at the end of the day is good. Mm-hmm. I, I like just reading for like, like a few pages for, or for a few minutes just to kind of help you like get out of your life for a little bit. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of people just spend a lot of time on social media. It's like, Hey, like just take a few pages or a few minutes to just kind of like get lost in a different world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say too, if you're going to settle in with a book, live it up a little bit as far as how that goes, set the mood. If it's like a candle, maybe I really love having a cozy blanket, a glass of wine and or tea. When I read just something cozy, mm-hmm. like reading a book, is yeah. so just getting lost in it. So like set the mood, give that book some respect. Be like, yeah, I'm going to read a book. Don't just like, read yeah, a book. yeah. Read a book. <laughs> oh, my gosh. oh, wow. When I'm reading, I need to be like cozy in a blanket. Mm-hmm. Yep. So thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you listening. Hopefully we've inspired you to go out and read some more. uh, Get those juices flowing. Yeah, let us know what you think. Send us your book recommendations, things you like to read. Go read a book. Let us know what you love. Yes, please. And if you've read any of the books that we've read and want to discuss them, just hit us up. We'll probably want to talk about them with you. It's true. It's very true. (laughs) (laughs) So... We appreciate you guys tuning in so much. Thank you for your dedication to this podcast. We are praying for you. We hope you have good weeks. Bye, guys. Thanks for stopping by Carol's Coffee House this week. We hope you found our conversations to be uplifting and inspiring. You can find a list of all the books we mentioned in this episode in the podcast description. And feel free to send us your favorite reads as well. We'd love to hear them. We really appreciate all of your support and encouragement, and your feedback helps us strive to bring good content to this podcast. So if you have any ideas of topics you'd like to hear more about or are interested in, please reach out to us. You can find us on Twitter at carol underscore podcast or email us at carolscoffeehouse at gmail.com. Have a great week and God bless.